Hello and welcome to the Performance Through Health podcast with me, Martin McFermey. I just want to say a thank you to absolutely all of you out there who are listening to these podcasts. I'm getting some real good feedback and uh, I'm really enjoying them. So I've had some great guests on. If you haven't listened to my last podcast with uh, Brendan Foley, it's a cracker of an episode. We delved into a lot of topics. Now, this is a guy who has... Um, been through a lot of shit. We've all been through our shit, but this guy was shot. Dad was shot at a very young age. Uh, he has to spend a lot of time looking after him. He, one of his partners, when he was younger, had three heart attacks. He managed to save her three times on the fourth. He was unfortunate to, you know, she passed away. He then went on to, because of all this, this stuff of happening and, and feeling and being like a, a victim and separating himself and wanting to escape from all the pain, he ended up on getting caught onto drugs and he was an addict for 20 years. And uh, in that episode, we really delved into his story, what he managed to get out of it, how he managed to get out of it, um, you know, that what he now primarily focuses on and how you can reconnect to yourself, reconnect to others and, and live a healthy life. And uh, you know, Brendan is a, a good friend of mine. I really enjoy catching up with him. He's a, he's an inspiring guy, very articulate with what he's saying and, and knows his stuff. So go and check out that episode if you haven't. Um, today's episode is going to be on how can we approach strangers and start any conversations or how can we talk to anybody. So it, this is a vital um, skill that we have. Now, when I moved over to, to Australia four years ago, I realized that my social skills probably weren't as good as I wanted them to be. I'd always been one of the uh, more sociable individuals and uh, in my family and, and uh, in my schools and, and when I was at university. But in terms of actually having engaging conversations and being able to approach individuals, there was a point in my life where I didn't feel I was good at that. So I did study it. I studied it for a, for a, for a fair while. And the reason why I studied it, because I realized the importance of having to have a network. When you move to another country and you don't have anyone around you, you don't have those people to go and speak to. So you can't kind of uh, relate to individuals and you can't have those uh, engaging conversations where you're you know, you, you feel like you're really building rapport with someone. And, uh, you know, if you don't have the skill set to do that, how are you ever going to create a network? And business, a big part of business and a big part of being able to spread your message is networking. Now, obviously, now I do podcasts and I sit opposite people for, um, you know, an hour, an hour and a half and having and having to keep the, the space of a conversation going, keep it flowing and getting some really incredible feedback from, from the listeners to say that I'm, I actually do that quite well. And even the, the, the guys on the other end who sit on the other, other end of the podcast, they say that they feel very comfortable, that it's very natural. And that's because I've done the work. I've done the work on how to do, do these things. I've read the books. I've gone out there and I've practiced. Um, every single day at work, I, 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 I face patients every day. So I've spoke to thousands of thousands of, of patients learning about their issues, speaking to them about their problems and finding their solutions and working together, building a rapport and, and delivering that service and their message and basically influence them to become better. So if you're able to do that and you can just do that through the power of conversation, then you know, you're a step above the majority of people out there. So it's a vital, important skill that we need to we need to really we need to de- de- develop essentially. And I think coming out of a, an all boys school and spending a lot of time with rugby clubs and always being around guys, my you know my ability to talk to women and actually uh, delve in a bit bit deeper into the emotions of the t- conversations that they that they like to have probably wasn't there, but I. I feel now that now it is. I feel like I'm a lot more mature um, than I was then, and I've got the skill set. But before we go into that, just going to give you a little bit of update where things are. We, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with a bit of self promotion, but 
my website, uh, the Performance Through Health website is, is uh, finished. The, the draft of it is finished. Now we're just going through the back end to make sure we're tying up all the all the links and stuff to ensure there's no problems on there and getting a few people to look over it before we launch it. But I'm hoping to have that launched by the end of next week. And um, and on there, I've, I've actually developed what's called a, you know, the Performance Through Health framework. And that framework is essentially a step-by-step hierarchy of the stuff that we need to do to, to succeed in life. So at the bottom is obviously physical health. It's a big part of, of, of who we are. Without health, we, we just don't have anything. You know, it, life, life is uh, a lot harder when, we're, when we don't have the, uh, the energy to do the stuff we need to do. And we've, we're not feeling our best. And, and physical health is a big part of that. And I don't break down what physical health is in this framework. Um, but I do lay out the framework in there itself. And then we delve into obviously the mindset, networking, uh, becoming a leader and authority of your network so that you can then build the uh, the foundations to to start developing your vision. And the vision is really the first step you need to take because vision is what inspires you to move forward. And if you've got nothing to aim towards in life, essentially you're just going to fall into chaos because you, you don't have anything that's driving you forward. You're not moving forward. And the laws of the university, you know, the law, laws, laws of the universe or the law of entropy is that anything that is not basically in is in order is going from everything in in the universe is going from order to to chaos it's breaking down and if you're breaking down psychologically physically as we age we do then if you don't have a vision that process is only going to speed up and you're going to you know fall into depression or anything like that so really important to have a vision and have a direction so that be you know it it creates this awareness and i go through the importance of this and it's a 37 page uh document it's not just all writing and don't expect you people to think it's a big book it's got lots of diagrams infographics quotes um uh, stuff that i've worked on on why we why we need to form a vision what a vision is uh seven steps we need to take in terms of making sure that it's authentic and that it's inspiring um, and really that is the framework that I work off to coach people into how to form in their vision so it's downloadable for you guys it will be on the website all you need to do is just literally click the link to download it and that'll be up uh, very soon I'll keep you guys obviously updated with my social medias so if you want to uh, follow that then make sure you follow in on my Facebook or my Instagram and that is at Martin M-A-R-T-I-N McPhillamy M-C-P-H-I-L-I-M-E-Y so thanks guys um, we're going to delve into the topic today so how do we speak to strangers or how do we start conversations with anybody and a lot of people struggle with this though when you approach individuals or even when you've uh, before you've approached individuals people talk themselves out of it so how many people go with the intention to go to networks or intention to go out somewhere or intention to go and have a conversation and within the space of maybe not even two seconds you've talked yourself out of it there's some negative critical self-talk in your brain that said no and that's no it's, it's derived from that fear of the unknown or that fear of other people's opinions and ever since you're a small kid everyone's always told you know don't speak to strangers you shouldn't speak to strangers so there's there's a there's this whole controversy around going and approaching individuals and people think it's strange I, I was just out the other night um for the first time in a very long time went to a festival with my partner and um you know i was i was in this very confident state i was in a very open state and and a lot of people were approaching me and just talking to me and I was like well this is so weird that people are just coming up to me and just giving off these vibes but it's because the vibe I was giving off on that particular night um, the you know the emotional state that I was in was attractive people were attracted to me so step number one is is being aware of your own uh, emotional state 
So if you haven't got a pen or paper, go and write this down or get yourself a pen and paper. Pause this podcast now. If you're in a car, then come back to it. But the step number one is looking at the emotional state that you're in. Why is that important? Well, we've, we, we essentially, we, we adapt each other's states when we first meet an individual. So if you're going into a conversation and you're nervous and people can spot that immediately through your body language, through uh, you know, your vocal tonality, how fast you're speaking, uh, you know, even, even your physiological state of your heart rate, your, your, your breathing, your, your, uh, you might even be sweating. Some people get that bad if you've got things like social anxiety. Um, that, that other individual is going to indoctrinate that. And they indoctrinate that because we have what's called mirror neurons within our brain and that's essentially to make us build rapport at the end of the day we, we're a part of a tribe if you're not a part of a tribe it means that you're an individual on your own and you're less likely to survive so therefore we need to adapt to individuals and we need to adapt to our environment to keep continue to survive in, you know on if we're looking at the evolutionary perspective of all of this so step number one looking at your emotional state now if you're if you're stressed Cortisol rises, and instantly, when cortisol rises, you're not in that kind of rational state where you're able to actively listen. And cortisol is high. Um, all you're going to want to be doing is going to be fight or flight, or you're going to want to get out of there. And if you're going to want to get out there, how can you have an engaging conversation with an individual where it's just going to show, and that person's not going to be interested in you? So, what emotional state do you want to be in? Well, there's two things that I like to look at. Particularly, number one is looking at: Are you calm? Are you relaxed? Have you taken a couple of big breaths in? And you know, really expanded your lungs. Are you, do you have open body language that looks receptive, so people are more likely to engage in a conversation with you? You know, your arms are down by your side, your head's up. You know, you're, you're smiling. Smiling is very important when you're going to interact with an individual. A smile is probably one of the most important things that you can have on your face. Um, whenever you're networking and walking around because it instantly is very, very contagious and it, it brings others' energy up. And if you're bringing others' energy up, you're more likely to uh, be engaging. You're more likely to uh, people to, to be acceptive of what you're saying because they want, people crave um, happiness. People crave a feeling feeling good. And if you can make another individual, another individual feel good instantly, then that person is going to be wanting to be hanging around with you. So what can we do to ensure we have a smile on our face? Well, we can anchor smiles in. So there's a, a concept that I like to, to, to call, um, essentially every time you walk in or out of a door, you have to tell yourself to smile. And you practice this and you keep on practicing it, you keep on practicing it, you keep on practicing it. Because what happens is every time you walk through a door, there's the potential that there's going to be another person on the other side of the other door or walking out the, walk, the hallway or as you walk into a bar or as you walk into a conference, there's going to be people that are going to look at you. And if they turn around and they see you with a smile on the face, instantly that fear or that, that, that judgment, because people judge instantly with 0.15 seconds, um, whether you're a threat to them or whether they would like to be hang around with you. They instantly judge that. I mean, none of us can help it. It's a survival mechanism. But if you have your smile on your face, those individuals are going to let their guard down. And if you approach them, they're going to be more likely to be receptive of what you're saying. Step number two is being present. So how many people 
um, go to social functions or social events and actually are not actually present there. You know, their brain's on something else. You've got a lot at work. You, you just had an argument with your partner. You've just, uh, you know, you fell out with one of your friends or your phone's ringing or your phone's constantly going. If you're not present in a conversation or if you're not present in the moment when before a conversation, no individual is really going to want to engage with you. You know, they're going to look at you and go, okay, this person's obviously doesn't want to speak, doesn't want to talk. You're going to give off that vibe and you're going to separate yourself and you're going to end up in the corner. And that's what the majority of people do. They go to big networking events and they go with all these intentions that I'm going to make loads of friends, I'm going to speak to loads of people, I'm going to pick up business cards, I'm going to give out my business cards, and then all of a sudden they're sat at the back and um, not even putting their hand up and engaging in any conversation at all, and they're just sat there on their phone. And that's because of the state they're in and not being present. When you're present in a conversation, you're aware of what the other person's saying, you are truly with them, and you are given what, three things. You're giving them your attention. So when you're giving them attention, yeah, that other person feels as if they are valuable. And if you give attention and you give value, that person's going to look at you with value. So we're not quite given the three things, but the three things will be through the conversation is going to be attention, approval, and appreciation. And those three things instantly raise the value of that, that conversation for the other individual. And if you go into a conversation um, trying to figure out everything about yourself and not being present and asking them the questions, you're going to, number one, be very dull and number two seem like a narcissist and no one wants to speak to those individuals they instantly want to get out they want to get out they don't want to be anywhere near a boring individual or an individual that is going to be negative and no one wants to listen and no one wants to listen to the narcissist to continue speaking about himself and, and turn the conversation back out to themselves again so step number two ensuring you're present number three is the actual approach. So this is before we've even gone over. over. So you, even you've gone over, you're, you, you're engaging, ensuring that you're in the emotional state of perhaps something like innocence or uh, a calm state at least where you can then be present. Um, and then when you're present, you can then start the, making the approach. And like I just said earlier, most people talk themselves out of approaching anybody. Think about it, guys. I know the guys that are listening out there. How many times have you seen a woman attractive in a bar or out in the, in the shops or something? And you said to yourself, I'm going to go speak to them. And then instantly you've turned that way around and said, no, they don't want to speak to me. Or no, um, that individual might not be interested in what I have to say. Straight away, there's that critical self-talk. Being aware of that critical self-talk and overriding that essentially getting over that fear and do taking the action to, to to approach anyway is one of the biggest steps that you need to take today so step three is ensuring that you don't listen to your self, critical self-talk and or if you do listen to it you're going to take the action anyway to still approach now whenever you approach an individual obviously you don't want to come up behind them you don't want to be tapping them on the shoulder unless it's a friend or someone that you know because that's going to make them very nervous and you're going to look like a bit of a strange individual and particularly if this is a woman now, if you're a, if you're a man, I'm you know, I'm six foot, I'm ninety five, sometimes hundred kilos. If I was to walk behind a woman and and tap them on the shoulder, they're going to be very, very, very afraid, and they're going to they're going to be like, "What the hell are you doing?" So always try and approach, you know, either with con eye contact towards them, or at least coming at an angle so that uh, they can see you and they can see that you're not a threat. Now, when you actually with them rather than facing front in front of them that can be quite intimidating if you're intimidating to an individual you make them feel uncomfortable if they're uncomfortable you're going to be uncomfortable in your conversation it's not going to be able to engage in that conversation as easy it's not going to be authentic it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to be vulnerable with that individual so actually step to the side and create some space 
allow some space so that you're both facing in the same direction or at least a similar direction. So therefore you've got your eyes and you've got your vision in the same place. You're already starting to match that individual. When we match an individual, the individual feels they feel comfortable, they feel like they are um, similar to you and therefore you can have the conversation. And you, what you then do is the, the direction that you're facing together, you make a statement. The first thing, you know, well, you can be simple, uh, simple as a, as hello. We don't need, to, we don't need to over overthink of this. We're, hello, my name is is a, you know is is a very unused way of just introducing yourself. Handshake. My name is Martin. Then you need to go on to make a statement. If you just say what your name is, the person's just going to be weirded out and go, okay, well, who's a stranger talking to me? And they haven't even started the conversation. Make a neutral statement. What do I mean by that? Don't make a statement that's going to be anything about you or anything about them. It takes away all the pressure. It just makes allows the individual to open up and have a, have make their their uh, opinion on the statement you've just made. So right in front of me now, I'm sat in front of a flag that says Evolution Athletic. I can make a statement and say I've never heard of Evolution Athletic before. And then the other person says, "Oh, you ha- no, you haven't. Oh, that's the uh, no one of um, uh, Perth's most affordable gym, gym gym suppliers." And then they can have a conversation about that. And then what happens is you can ask questions. So a statement will always refer to a question. Now, if you go into a uh, conversation and you ask a question, instantly what you're going to get is you're going to get a response back, and that will then close the conversation. Unless the it's an open conversation. Uh, sorry, an open question. So. Number step number three is obviously the approach, uh, and making uh, four is making that uh, introduction and that neutral statement. So once you've made that neutral statement, we then need to show interest. So what is interest? Well, to be interesting, you have to be interested. So you've got to ask a question. So from that question, you need then lead off into forks and say, well, if that person was to then reply to me and they knew what Evolution Athletic was or who Evolution Athletic was, what the business was, you then say, oh, well, okay, are you into fitness? Are you into the gym? What gym do you go to? Do you, you know, do you know the business owner? Have something that relates to that statement that you've just made that is going to be then a question that you can then show interest in. And if you start showing interest, and, and I'm going to tell you in a moment of how you can show interest, you can then actually uh, make that person feel as if they're comfortable. Like I say, to be interesting, you have to be interested. And what that does is it starts to generate curiosity. When you generate curiosity in an individual, instantly they're engaged in the conversation. Curiosity is the biggest factor in a in, in conversation to keep it engaging. I sit in front of people, like I say, for an hour, an hour and a half, having a conversation, and I just sit there with curiosity. I think I have a natural curiosity because I'm a scientist and I'm a very open individual. Um, but if you're curious about the individual, the conversation will just flow in because all you're trying to do is just figure out information. You're just pulling out information from that individual to find what it is that you're looking for. And for you know, for a man looking for a date, they might be finding um, their values. They might be finding out whether they're single, might be finding out whether um, what they enjoy, what, what hobbies they enjoy. Are there, is that individual uh, like yourself? Is that in, individual not like yourself? Are there any red flags? Is there anything you need to be aware of? Or is there anything that you can do to be of service to that individual? Is there anything that you can offer? Through these questions, we're, we're essentially building an abstract framework of what this individual is like. So to show that we're interested in an individual, individual and to show that we're engaged in the conversation, we can use what's called active listening.
So active listening, where it's just you, you're not uh, responding to that individual for the sake of talking. You're responding to that individual based on what they are solely saying. Now, how can you prove to them that you're doing that? Simple. We can use things like power phrasing. So when an individual makes a statement or uh, makes a uh, has a, a real of a conversation that might go on for 30 seconds to 40, 40 seconds, you can show that you understand what that individual is saying by power phrasing and breaking it down into a shorter shorter example. So say, for example, this uh, you know, this individual has just t- said to me, they work at, um, yeah, oh, actually, no, I'm a personal trainer. I train at, uh, I, I've trained people like this. I've been doing it for this amount of time. Um, X, Y, and Z. I, uh, I have a, um, you know, I'm really fond of. This is my speciality. You can then pinpoint those, all, all of that information, and paraphrase it. Oh, so no, you are, you are, you're, you're a personal trainer, and you were, um, you're, you're a fan of X, Y, and Z. But shorten it, and what that will do is it will allow that individual to know. Okay, this person is interested, and now all of a sudden, your interest ding because that curiosity has been built. Another way of showing that we're actively listening is asking for their perception or asking or saying to that individual, saying, okay, well, uh, no, I, I think this is what you're saying, but I don't quite get, is, is this the, in, the, the correct interpretation or is this the perception that you have? I have this perception. And so, for example, um, you might state something about them being a personal trainer. You might say it's an excellent job. Uh, they might say, you know, it's, it's really excites them. And you can give your perception of that or ask them, is this cor- correct, the, the correct perception that I'm giving? And what that will then allow that individual to do is they will, they will allow them to further break that information down into a level, level that you're understanding. So therefore, they have to give you more information. And that means that you have, therefore, more interested and they are deeper within the conversation already. The fifth step is then relating. So when we relate to an individual, that instantly builds rapport. When we build rapport, the person becomes more relaxed. They feel like they are um, free to just be themselves, authentic, and they will start being a lot more uh, vulnerable. And vulnerability is key because that's when you are, um, if a person is being vulnerable with you, that's that's when we can extract the, the more deeper information. Now, it's... A lot of people don't have deep conversations, but they, they're, no, they're vitally and crucially important in business, in networking, in, in relationships to have these conversations because people love to feel connected and they love to feel, they love to talk about themselves. It is, it's a known common fact that when people talk about themselves more than a surface level, it actually you know, engages the part of the brain, the dopamine receptors in the brain and makes them feel good. And if you can make someone feel good just through the art of communicating, that individual is going to like you. When somebody likes you, they're going to listen to you. And when people listen to you, you can influence. When you can influence, you can lead and you can start creating your own vision. You can start inspiring them to do stuff. You can start doing the stuff that you want to do. And you can then work with that individual to make sure that you have a, a, uh, a vision that works together. You're able to influence and you're able to start to build what you want. So... How do we relate? Simple. You, when they, the individual makes makes a comment to you, so if we're going back to the Evolution Athletic and you're talking about sports or, or you're talking about fitness, you can then tell them a story about yourself. Um, I particularly like to go to um, childhood stories or go to uh, stories about um, 
uh, stuff that's made me feel good, stories that make me feel happy, because that person then is pulled into your story. And as they're pulled into your story, they're going to feel good with that story. It's like, like if you're watching a movie, when you're watching a movie and the the story is in a, a high energetic and a, and a positive part, you feel that same energy that that, story, that that movie's given off. It's the same when you're speaking to someone and when you're relating to them, you'll instantly be able to see their body language change. And when you do that, that's when you, you either just put your hand on their shoulder, a little touch, a little tap, maybe on the chest, you don't go anywhere near their face or arms, but you may, maybe a hand on their elbow and then you can move them. And if you do that and you can connect uh, a touch with uh, a story that makes them change their emotional state what that then does is that then approves that individual and if you do that when that individual is telling their story and you then have a, a simple touch or you um you make you make physical contact it might be wrapping an arm around them or just you know congratulating them and just just bringing out this uh, this this positivity that approves the individual and that then raises the value of the conversation that's going to keep the person there it's going to keep the person around you and because the value has gone higher all of a sudden that person is going to see you more valuable and therefore going to more likely to be uh, influenced by yourself okay so the conversation's flowing it dies often does what can you do number one be comfortable in your silence don't just make conversation for the state for the sake of it but to have a continuous flow of conversation i use this method okay and the method is ask listen statement because like i said when you make a statement about something that of a person is more likely to give their opinion on the statement you make. If it's a question, they can just answer the question and they can leave. Or if it's a question that can make someone feel awkward. But if you go back to a statement that's neutral, then that individual is more likely to then make a, a statement back or ask a further question. Find out their name and make sure that you're continuing to use their name throughout. So the act, listen, statement, ask, listen, statement, uh, method, you can then drop their name back in again. And what the name does is when the conversation is died, a name will bring back that person into focus. And remember, when we're having a conversation with someone, we're trying to get in, extract information and we're trying to be look curious and we're trying to be interested and we are uh, trying to start to influence, we need to keep focus. As soon as the focus is gone, the person will then want to disengage from the conversation that you're having and, and, and move away. Simple way of bringing back focus is using a name. Anything that is uh, gonna be personal to that individual is gonna bring back focus to that individual. Something that is of higher value to that individual. As soon as you state a name, it reminds them that they are with you in that present moment. So step number six is remembering to use names, okay? Now, one thing that most men or a lot of men or a lot of people in conversation try to do is they try to take it into a, a, a like like a, a competition like they like they want to show that they they know more now especially this comes from if an individual 
um, ha- has a need to feel feel powerful, um, or has a need to feel intelligent. Now, I- I'm very wary of this. I can have uh, go to events and I'll, and I'll have a lot of information. I'm an intelligent, smart guy, and um, I can talk. I can continue to talk just like I am with you guys now. It's been you know, 27 minutes, and I have, I've not stopped talking yet. So I can continuously talk, and that's because the that's what I do. My my mind works. It's, 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 there's a voice in my head that continuously talks and it's continuously thinking of information and analyzing situations and investigating situations. And I could just continue going down that, but that's not gonna make that other person feel appreciated. It's not gonna make them feel as if they have approval. It's not gonna make them feel as if you've, they've got your attention. So they're the three things, remember. Attention, approval, appreciation. So, to be comfortable showing people that you don't know. When you're in step, step number seven, or you know, it's not it's not actually a step, but it's it's, it's a it's a comment that I like to make. If you don't understand something, don't you don't have to um, to just say yes for sake of it. Uh, so many people who are in a conversation will just nod and agree, and then in their head they just go and have no idea what this person's talking about. That is not showing any curiosity at all. You're just nodding. You're not even you actually you're no longer present because you've gone into your own head and saying have no idea what this person's are talking about. Don't be afraid to show that you don't know. When you show you don't know, that's going to allow that individual to feel more comfortable. That person's then going to talk and go, okay, well, I'm going to tell you. And what does that do? It just brings out more information that you can take on and you can use for the conversation. You can use to influence and you can use to continue to do what you need to do. Out of all of the things that I'm doing here, all this, all this information about the conversation, obviously there's a lot in there. Uh, you just break it down. People say, oh, just be yourself, just be yourself. But if you're an individual who is not able to talk to anybody because you've got social anxiety or you've got fears, you've got concerns, and there's a lot of people out there, you know, we don't want to speak to strangers, being yourself isn't working. So you need to step out and be uncomfortable. And this is just a step-by-step process that you can break down and you can just try a couple of things at a time. You don't have to do all this all at once. Um, But out of all of these things, that this final step or this final uh, thing is the most important. Number one is showing that you care. Number two is being empathetic. Number three is being grateful and thankful. So if we want to be attentive and show attention, if we want to prove people and give them appreciation and make sure that this is a valuable conversation that usually see like a, like a valuable guy to that person, then a guy or girl, sorry, to that person, then you need to show you care, be empathetic, be, and be grateful. How do we do that? Well, number one, once you've got curiosity and you care, it's just active listening, paraphrasing, perception, ensuring that perception of that you have of that individual is a perception that you have you care. You can make comments, you can you you can you know, you can say, sorry, you feel that way. You can, you can be empathetic. You can basically look at them in their eyes and you can slightly head, tilt your head and you can be... Um, it's hard, it's hard to describe, but empathy is where you're actually in the situation. It's almost like you're, you're understanding what they're saying. So just relaying that information, what you're saying, and asking more information around, that, around whatever individual is, is, is saying to you and coming from a point of empathy is crucial. Empathy is talked about by Gary Vee. It's, it's huge in, uh, in, obviously, in healthcare, 
but it's it's what makes us connect. We you know we going back to those mirror neurons we have in our brains. We actually have other we have empathy neurons within our brains as well, and that's what makes us feel connected. And you know the likes of people who have autism, they don't have the you know the empathy neurons within their brain, so they don't feel emotional connections to other people. And we are in a game of emotions. When you're in a conversation with someone, you're either trying to create dopamine to make them feel as if they are on a high make them feel like they're in a pleasurable state serotonin make them feel happy and relaxed or oxytocin make them feel connected and in a relationship so if i'm going to go through all those steps again step one is your emotional state looking at where you're at in your own mind and ensuring that you're either calm and innocent number two is being present uh, you know, you're not on your phone, you're, you're not up in your own head, you're just really active and you're engaged in what's going on around you right now. To be, bring yourself a presence, you can go, okay, what's it smell like? What does, thing, what does it look like? Um, what can I feel? You can go for all your senses and that's going to bring you back to a state of presence. Then you've got your approach. Be confident in your approach. Approach people. Don't you know, sneak up behind them and, uh, and tap them on the shoulder. Come in an angle where they can see you and turn your body, body language to match theirs. Number four, is introducing yourself but making a neutral statement when you make a neutral statement that person's more likely to respond to that neutral statement so then you can then ask that question so ask listen make another statement show interest when you show interest it's when you show interest which is step number five you're asking questions you're asking questions that are relevant to the topic you've just spoke about you're using power phrases you're relating and when you relate to them you can then start to build rapport Step number six is when you're uh, losing the conversation or the conversation dies, be, 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 be okay with that silence. But then when you re-engage, re-engage with something that's going to bring focus back to them. And that is often just simply as using their name. So remembering names are very important. Now, a lot of people don't remember the names because they get so delved. Because a name is just just a label, right? It, it has no meaning to the person who is asking. However, it does has meaning to the person who's been on the other side because it's it's their label, it's their persona, it's it's what's ingrained in them for the whole life. So, what I what I do is is well, as soon as an individual tells you your, your their name, I I instantly try and think of someone who's back in England and then relate that individual to that person back in England and almost like image their face as that individual. Now, for people who don't live away from others, you can just relate it to another person you know or relate that name to um, something that rhymes or something that maybe is a tool that um, you can relate it to. But if you have something you can relate it to, you can then go back to that thing that you value more over the name and you can remember the name from that. And that's just a simple way to remember names. Then you need to obviously be uh, comfortable, obviously, as I said, comfortable in showing that you don't know. You don't need to come from that power of the ego. You don't need to be more powerful, more intelligent than that person. You just allow yourself to ask more questions, to, to be more, more curious, and to continue the conversation going down. And the final one is showing that you care, that you're empathetic, and you're grateful. If you do all those things, you are going to have a conversation with an individual. They are going to look at you as a valuable individual. They're going to, you know, you're going to show them attention. You're going to show them approval, and you're going to show them appreciation. And if you can do those three things whilst you're in a positive state, you've got good body language, and you actually make physical contact with that person, I guarantee you, you're going to make some rapid rapport with that individual, and you're more likely to succeed. 
Okay, so thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this topic. If there's any topics that you anyone out there would like me to cover, um, this was just literally an off the cuff thing that someone uh, said to me the other day. Yeah, they were saying that you know, you're a very good uh, podcast host. Uh, you, you're obviously good at having a conversation I love having conversations so I thought I'd just put a little bit of a framework together to to help anyone out there who might have some issues in just approaching people uh, you know, we've got approaching anxiety with women uh, in, net, in networks just anything because this having a powerful conversation really does does help um, if you enjoyed this please go and give me a five star rating on on Apple Podcasts or uh, pop some feedback on there it really does help I really do appreciate it and in our next episode we deep dive into um, into the life of Lachlan Samuel Lachlan Samuel is the CEO and founder of uh, Open Up Group and that is a group that is trying to make mental health mainstream in uh, fly in fly out culture uh, he has a incredible story such a powerful story and uh, I can't wait for you guys to listen to that so um, yeah subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out and um, I hope you're all enjoy it. Thanks for listening again. Goodbye.